What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the wake of an absolutely horrific shooting at a Colorado gay club, it's time to have some real talk about the far-left LGBT, our law enforcement system, and how we deal with tragedies like this as a country. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, Problematics, happy Tuesday, as it were. Look, I, you know, I'm going to do, do something a little different today. Today, we're going to spend this entire episode really breaking down and talking about what happened over the weekend at a club called Club Q in Colorado Springs. What we do know is that five people were killed and 18 others were injured when a gunman walked into this gay bar and opened fire. Killed five, injured 18. A horrific, horrific, horrific event. I have a personal connection to Club Q, to Colorado Springs. If you've been following me for a while, if you've read my book, Always a Soldier, uh, if you've listened to me talk, obviously it's no secret that I'm a gay man. I lived in Colorado Springs for five years. I served on Fort Carson, Colorado when I was in the military. During the Don't Ask, Don't Tell days, I was a closeted soldier. That's where I served. Now, Club Q didn't open until after I was out in the military. When I was in, you know, I went to a, a gay club that's now defunct called Hide and Seek. Club Q opened, I believe, right after I got out of the military. But I stuck around Colorado Springs for a couple of years afterwards. So I went to Club Q. I've been in those doors. I have danced. I have socialized. I have party. I've done whatever in those doors. So I know that space. I've been at Club Q. 
And before I get into sort of the political ramifications of everything that's going on, you guys are going to hear so many different takes from a lot of these, you know, conservative commentators. And I think this is the only place that you guys are going to hear this particular take. And I think that that's why I have a a dedicated base of problematics that keeps coming back. And and I appreciate and respect and, and love and thank God for you all. I think that sometimes, and, and I'll tell you this, over the past couple of years, I've experienced a definite uptick in homophobia that is coming from the right, from the conservative movement. And this is a lot of, this comes from a lot of different reasons. Uh, number one, it was always there, okay? And I think I said this on Twitter last week, Trump neutralized a lot of this stuff because Trump was very gay-friendly. Trump did not care that anybody was gay. He made a gay man, Rick Grinnell, the high, the first um, gay cabinet official ever when he was acting head of the DNI. So Trump had no issues with gays, all right? And so since Trump had no issues with gays and when Trump was president— a lot of your time spent as a, if you want to call it a conservative commentator, conservative political influencer, whatever you want to call it, a lot of your time is spent sort of, um, you know, batting off the arrows and the daggers that were coming from the left towards Trump, right? So there was really a, a lot of time to sort of get into, you know, the nuances and, and all of this little stuff. But then Trump was not reelected for a vast a majority of reasons that I've gotten into in many different podcasts, but it's not about Trump. And that created an opening. And I sensed this. As soon as Trump was not reelected, I remember talking to gay conservative friends at the time. I said, okay, we're about to see things get a lot more homophobic because there's no sort of unifying message for the party. There's going to be a lot of different factions that are kind of, you know, jockeying for uh, attention and all of this stuff. And so we're going to see a lot of this stuff. And I was right. We've seen a lot more of it. And I I wonder what came first. I wonder if it was the chicken or the egg, because what we have also seen a lot of is a lot of examples of how deep the sort of far left LGBTQ indoctrination is going, particularly when it comes to children, where you're talking about drag queen story hours, we're talking about the gender ideology that's in schools, we're talking about all of this different stuff. So it kind of happened at the same time. So the movement became more homophobic as we were all kind of being exposed to exactly like how strange and and, and how nutty the LGBT was really getting, right? And so all of these things kind of happened at, at the same time. And so it got to the the point where me, you know, as somebody that is a gay man with a fairly large platform as a political commentator, I started sort of like looking at certain things and distancing myself from certain things and certain people and, and, and listening to all of this stuff that was kind of going on out there. And I said, okay, well, you know, I just have to speak for myself. I have to speak for, for what I believe. And before I even get into the shooting and all this other stuff, what a lot of these conservative commentators don't understand is that these people will never they will never understand what it's like to be a gay person, ever. They will never understand what it is like to walk down the street and not know if you're going to get into a fist fight if you are decide to hold hands with your boyfriend or your husband or your partner or whatever. They'll never know that. Um, they'll never know 
why some people need to go into the space that is a gay bar to just be around people like you. And just, you know, if you're a gay guy and you're making eyes at another guy, like you don't have to, you know, worry about this guy getting offended or starting a fight with you or whatever. These are the reasons why these places exist. And I think that a lot of these conservative commentators that have sort of gotten deep into, you know, the homophobia and, you know, the the, the Bible stuff and, and the marriage stuff and, and all of that other stuff, they'll never understand that. It's foreign to them. They never want to understand it. They're not interested in it. The only thing these people are interested in is I'm straight and I'm Christian and this is my reality and these people are degenerates and these people are whatever, right? So I personally have never really paid all that much attention to them. And so, back to the shooting that just happened. So, what we know is this. We know somebody walked into a gay club called Club Q in Colorado Springs, shot and killed five people, injured 18 more. A lot of people initially hopped on this immediately as having some sort of hate-focused narrative. And at the beginning, we did not know that that was true, but now we know that this is being investigated as a hate crime. We know that this person, um, this person was known to law enforcement before, had called in a bomb threat, was taken into custody, released, whatever, for, for some reason, still able to get another uh, a weapon, right? And when you think about these mass shooters and all this stuff, they are always, always, always known to law enforcement. They're always previously known to law enforcement. Always which has always struck me as so bizarre. In this case, is no different, right? So we know that. This is now being investigated as a hate crime. We know that he has connections to a local politician that was photographed in, you know, Make America a, a MAGA cap, right? Who was probably MAGA and all this stuff. So these are things that we know. Now we know this stuff. Uh, before we even knew all of this stuff, sort of the far-left LGBT activists hopped on this, we're under attack, this happened on Transgender Day Remembrance, this was a hate crime, it's because of Ron DeSantis, it's because of the MAGA people, it's because of Donald Trump, it's because of Gays Against Groomers, it's because of Libs of TikTok, it's because of all these people. And notice that from the left, whenever this happens, because and, and again, these are, they, are, they hop to the most hyper-emotional arguments, and these hyper-emotional arguments are meant to blackmail people because most people are empathetic. Most people do have emotions. Most people, um, I, I believe that most people, their hearts bleed for these people. They grieve for these people. And in fact, um, when we come back, I'm going to go to break for a little bit. When we come back from the, grape, I, from the break, I want you to hear the words of somebody. As a matter of fact, no, I'm not even going to do that. I want you to hear right now. I'm going to play for you. This is a survivor of this attack. And this really speaks to what I was telling before about, you know, gay people needing to be in gay clubs, needing to be around each other, et cetera, et cetera. So I want you to listen to this and then I'm going to go to break. As I was dancing on the dance floor, um, I heard shots fired. I thought it was the music um, because there were no screams. There was no help, help, nothing like that. Um, then there were more shots. When I realized what was going on, I ran to the dressing room immediately. There was a customer that followed me, and there was a drag performer, uh, Delusional, who was in the dressing room. I made them lock the doors, and we got down on the ground and cut off the lights immediately. We heard everything. We heard more shots fired. 
We heard uh, the assailant being beat up by someone that I assumed that tackled him. We heard the police come in. We heard them yelling at him. We heard uh, them saying check certain people because they're critical. Um, we, we heard everything. And all I can think about is everything, my life. Just everything, friends, family, loved ones. I came here to celebrate my birthday. Honestly, I was supposed to be in Denver, but I came back a day early and like, I just, it's sad. Joshua, what does this mean for the LGBTQ community here in Colorado Springs, this shooting? It's, it's hard to say. It means so much because this is our only safe space here in the Springs. And so for this to get shot up, like, what are we gonna do now? Where are we gonna go? Yeah, we can rebuild and, and come together and this, but what about those people that lost their lives for no reason? Like the 18, other 18 that were injured, I could have been one of them. Like, it's, it means a lot because again, what are we gonna do now? How are we gonna feel safe in our in our city this was your safe space yeah this was the only lgbtqia plus space in the entire city of colorado springs it's won awards in independent magazine it's i got my start here like so many of my friends i met here and people that i call loved ones and now it's shattered so we just let that sink in and i'll be back after the break All right, Problematics, before the break, you heard the voice of one of the survivors. Uh, this was from a local news report about the story. Um, guy's name was Joshua. And I don't think that, you know, you can't listen to something like that and just be heartless for what the people went through. And you can't listen to that and sort of just not understand it. All right. And I know that, you know, Sometimes as a conservative uh, commentator, center right, whatever you want to call it, you know, sometimes we, you know, and, and I've done it as well. You know, we kind of like chuckle at, you know, the leftist, you know, safe spaces and, and all that other stuff. But, you know, this person went through a dramatic, a traumatic event and he's heartbroken. So that whatever that trust is, is shattered. And it really does speak to where we are right now as a country. I mean... You know, I just got done doing a fall in New York and, you know, I go to Broadway shows and things like that all the time. Uh, there are now metal detectors before you go into a Broadway show. I had never seen that before. And I've been going to Broadway shows since probably 2007, 2008. It's just the world that we live in right now. People seem crazier. People seem edgier. People seem more violent. There's a lot of that stuff going on. and so. This is from, you know, the Daily Mail. So heroic clubbers overpowered the 22-year-old shooter, beating him with his handgun after he opened fire in a gay club, killing five and leaving, I, I guess I got my numbers wrong earlier this episode, 25 wounded, okay? And there was a veteran, a Army veteran that was on the premises at the time. And this guy, his name was, 
Richard Fierro. Um, and this guy says he went into combat mode to disarm the gunman. This guy was like, I think like two bronze stars, um, all of this stuff. Absolutely incredible. So you did see inside of that building, people come together to take this guy down. All right. To take this shooter down. So this is heartbreaking. It is absolutely horrific. And I remember when the Pulse Orlando terrorist attack happened. There were people, you know, I just remember when that happened and it just it's it's really shattering. And I mean, you really do have to understand, you know, what it's like to have your only place, the only gay club in Colorado Springs, the only place that you can go to. And now that's shattered by violence. And so what I hate about the moment that we live in as a country, what I hate about this moment is that now, I mean, the, 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 the dead are just now starting to be identified, right? And before, the, before we had mourned the dead, before anybody was identified, people start hopping on social media and hopping on Twitter to use this absolute tragedy to promote their political ideologies. Whether it's David Hogg tweeting about gun control, whether it's, you know, Nancy Pelosi talking about anti-LGBT violence, whether it's the sort of LGBT leftist activists that say, well, Ron DeSantis, this is Ron DeSantis' fault, this is MAGA Republicans' fault, this is Joe Biden's fault, this is you guys have unleashed all of this hate on our communities because you are targeting drag queens and you're targeting our community and you're targeting trans youth and why can't you just leave us alone and if you would have just left us alone then this wouldn't have happened and that my friends is garbage that is absolute garbage it is manipulation it is emotional blackmail that these people are trying to do what they are trying to say to you and to me if somebody has criticism of drag queens in schools. If somebody has criticism of minor youth being given, you know, puberty blockers and and having, you know, trans surgery and stuff like that. If you are opposed to your kindergartner being taught radical gender ideology, then you brought this on these people. Their blood is on your hands. This is your fault. That is ridiculous. It's gaslighting. It is not true, it is not real, and it is emotional manipulation and blackmail. And that is what these people thrive on. So I spent a lot of time in this episode trying to trying to bring you into, number one, what it is like to just be a gay person and to need spaces like this. I personally speak up and stand up against this you know, trans child ideology because it's it's ridiculous. It is it is deeply, deeply, deeply harmful to these kids, I believe. And we're just now starting to see the results of all of this other stuff. Drag, and I have gone to drag shows. I enjoy drag shows. I enjoy drag brunches. It has always been a very adult form of entertainment. Now, for some reason, we have decided that now we have to bring children to these shows to sort of stick it to the conservatives. It is so bizarre. It is so weird. 
but it's happening. I was at a drag. I was inadvertently at a drag brunch in New York City last a couple weeks ago, and I just looked to my left and my right, and the people just had their had children here. You did like six, seven year old kids, and I'm like, what on earth? What is the point behind these kids being here? And I would personally like for these drag shows to start saying these are 18 and up things and we just do not allow children in here. But then again, you know, they don't want to be – then they'll be looked at as like, oh, what, what are you, conservative now? People will boycott them because you're not allowing these leftists to bring their minor children into drag shows. It is absolutely absurd. But what these activists want to do is that I don't believe that a lot of these activists really care all that much about these people that were lost. I think that they get more excited than anything else when something like this happens because then it gives them an excuse to sort of shove their agenda, whether it's an anti-gun agenda or whether it's sort of, if you don't shut up about the fact that, you know, we're teaching 100 genders in, in kindergarten, if you don't shut up about the fact that we have drag queen story hours, if you don't shut up about the fact that, you know, now we want to have kids at drag brunch, then you're a part of the problem because you just won't let us do whatever it is that we want to do. No matter how disgusting it is, no matter how immoral it is, um, no matter how degenerate it is, if you speak up about this stuff, then you're the bad guy. It is, it's ridiculous. It is like, I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm living in clown world. I'm like, am I the last sane homosexual on this planet? I, I really do wonder sometimes. Because, and I said this on Fox Business earlier today, what happens is this, when gay and lesbian liberals, and and honestly just when liberals at this point are so weak and so afraid that they won't stand up and they they won't speak out about about this stuff because they're afraid of because they're afraid of getting canceled or they're afraid of you know not being invited to the Glad Media Awards or they're afraid of you know all of these different things. So when the gay and lesbian liberals, when people on their own team are afraid to to stand up and, and speak out about it because they're afraid of being, you know, excommunicated and called conservative, called whatever, like, wh- my question is, what is the line? And my fear is that there is no line now. There is no line. My fear is this, and I'm going to be very completely honest about this. I see grooming behavior. I see that entire community... I, I think that the pedos that got kicked out of the community before, they 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 battled the, the pedo freaks in the 70s and 80s. And I think that the pedos are like chomping at the bit because now they're like, oh yeah, this is our this is our moment now. Now there's all these letters. And now we're gonna start um involving ourselves with the LGBT and we're gonna start with these kids because you know now um it's easy for them to bring kids to drag shows. Now that's normalized, right? Oh, drag queen story hour. Oh, drag queens in schools. That's great, right? Oh, you see a man dressed up as a woman. Oh, and love is love. Great too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, now I'm just going to rebrand myself as a quote unquote minor attracted person. And this is my shot. I, literally, this is what the pedophiles are saying. I know they are. I know it. Because you can see it. It's, it's, it's all in this of its grooming behavior. And, you know, when I come back from the break, you know, I, let's just get serious about what's going on in this community and how this this hatred that is being bred now is absolutely very real. And this backlash that we're facing is absolutely very real. And I'm, I got to tell you, and I'd be completely honest, that we don't have anybody to blame 
but or excuse me, not we, the LGBT doesn't have anybody to blame for this backlash. And by the way, I'm not talking about terrorist attacks and hate crimes. I'm talking about the huge backlash that they're getting. They have nobody to blame but themselves. And I'm going to tell you why after the break. All right, Problematics, welcome back. So look, at this point right now, we just have to get real about a couple of things. And this is not victim blaming. This is certainly not blaming any of the victims of this this horrific shooting. Nobody is to blame but the crazy person that walked into that gay club and pulled the trigger himself. But, you know, there's something that has been happening over the past couple of years, particularly with the LGBT. Um, it has gotten... The far-left LGBT has gotten crazier and crazier and crazier and further and further and further removed from the mainstream. And the interesting thing about how further they've been removed from the mainstream, it says it's, it is at the same time they have got the most power they have ever had before, um, the most media representation, the most people um, in power, the most you know, elected representatives, et cetera, et cetera. And you would think that this is the time for some of those people that are actually in charge to actually be leaders and to say something that is unpopular, because to be a leader is to be unpopular at times. But we live in this social media era of, you know, social media celebrities and LGBT activist celebrities and and all of these different things. And so there is a dearth of leadership in that community. Because if there was real leadership, and, and I'm, tell, I'm telling you, even with the gay and lesbian liberals, if there was real leadership, they would look inward. They would look in the house and they would say, we got to clean some of this stuff up. Because whatever it is that we're doing right now is attracting the wrong kind of attention and the wrong kind of energy. And it very much is. And so as the LGBT becomes... As it has become more powerful and they have moved further and further towards, you know, just trying to indoctrinate kids in the drag queen story hours and the transing kids and, and to try to enshrine all of this stuff in the law. And then telling you and I, if we speak out against this, then we are haters and, oh, they just want to be left alone to live their lives. B.S. They stopped what like the, the LGBT stopped wanting to be left alone um, going on 10 years ago when marriage equality was passed. Because at that point, then it flipped. Because we are le- to at, at a certain point, if you're a gay and lesbian, gay or lesbian American right now, you are left alone. Nobody cares. Do you have to be vigilant? Yes, but the vast majority of people do not care um, that you are going to live your life. But the problem with the far left LGBTQ is that they want every they want to shove their life down everybody's throats to them it needs to be in cartoons to them it needs to be in the public schools to them it needs to be in the colleges um to them it needs to be in law it needs to be my tax dollars have to pay for transitioning of children um if a biological male says he's a woman then he should be able to compete against girls in girls sports he should also be in women's prisons he should also be in Homeless shelters that are for women. And so they have passed the point of we just want to be left alone. Like we want to, we just want to be left alone has left the building. Okay. And so what these people need to realize is that 
they're making they're making the lives of all LGBT people harder. They're making the lives of all LGBT people more dangerous because they cannot stop and they are not stopping and they keep pushing and pushing and pushing and they're attracting the wrong kind of energy. They're attracting energy from crazies like this. And this is not a crazy person that is quote unquote radicalized. There's nobody in the, there's nobody, me, um, Jamie Mitchell, gays against groomers, log cabin Republicans, um, whether it's Ben Shapiro, whether it's Matt Walsh, whatever, nobody is saying go out and kill these people. Nobody's saying that. And people with that platform would never say that because they would rightly be canceled and they would rightly be boycotted. How I would I would lead I would lead the boycott if they were to say things like that, but they're not saying things like that. What they're saying is you go live your life and you leave the kids out of it. You leave my kids alone. You stop trying to t- teach my kids about the pride flag before you teach them about the American flag. You stop trying to teach my kids about uh, 800 genders, okay? This is what people, this is what the vast majority of Americans really want. The far-left LGBT does not understand this, so they are opening themselves up and leaving themselves more vulnerable to these kinds of attacks. They're leaving themselves more vulnerable to crazy people who see this stuff online because, by the way, it's all over the place. And they call libs of TikTok some sort of hate platform when all libs of TikTok ever did was share the videos that they are already putting out there. If all libs of TikTok ever did was hold up the mirror and say, this is who these people are. This is what these people are doing. And so now that these people have gone so far. And by the way, they're being goaded by people that are the most protected. They're being goaded on by these wealthy Hollywood celebrities that live in their gated communities in the Hollywood Hills. They're being goaded on by these, you know, these uh, very powerful politicians. They're being goaded on by all of these people who are protected. And so the people that are not protected, your average gay, your average LGBT person that lives in Colorado Springs buys into that stuff they're saying oh we're gonna own the cons by you know having a, a, a an all-ages drag event or having drag queen story hour or drag drag brunch for kids or whatever so the people that are not protected are being goaded on and then the people that are protected are stomping through their blood and over their dead bodies to continue to promote the agenda to continue to go further and further and further and attract the kind of negative attention and energy that is now being directed on that community and so my advice to lgbt people is this okay if you're an ally if you're a gay or lesbian person listening to me whatever it's time to look in the mirror. It's time to start taking out the trash and sweeping off the porch. Now is not the time to start doubling down on this nonsense and tripling down on it because you see what this negative attention has wrought. And again, not blaming the victim. Again, not blaming anybody but that madman that took a gun and killed five people and injured 25 more. But now there is a target on on your backs as an as a gay or lesbian person. And now there will be metal detectors probably going into every single gay bar. Now there there probably will have to be this stuff because they've gone so far, they have made it 
harder for everyone. And there's a very tiny subset of the population that is making the lives of gay and lesbian Americans harder. So I say this to the far left LGBT. You decide for yourselves because it's it because I for me I'm 90% done. I'm 90% done uh, trying to save this community from itself. Trying to be a voice of reason to these people because these people do not want reason. So I am becoming more and more content to step back and watch them burn it down. And so there likely will be more attacks. And there will be laws. People probably will start trying to overturn gay marriage now. Like these things will start happening. Okay? Because you guys have been tricked by the most privileged and powerful among you who are risking absolutely nothing. The lower classes have been tricked by the upper classes to fight these ridiculous fights so that these people can keep on making $400,000 a year at HRC or GLAD or, or wherever by not doing anything. So like I said, I hope that they are happy. I hope that they are content to burn it down. I will be watching from a very safe distance. Because I am about 90% done with trying to, this community has destroyed itself, and I'm about 90% done um, trying to warn them against this. So pray for the, the families and the lives of those that are lost. My heart breaks and my heart bleeds. To the LGBT community, to the far left LGBTQ, if you do not look in the mirror, and start weird start weeding some of this stuff out life will become more dangerous for us all and that is just the honest truth all right problematics thank you so much for joining as always you can join me every tuesday wednesday and friday on iheart podcasts apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts